Hello, listeners. It is midnight in the mountains once again, and I, Julian Glass, am here to cure your nocturnal souls. Folks, I must apologize. I have come down with a cold, so my dulcet tones may be a bit less sweet tonight. But thanks to Mucinex and a humidifier, and an immune system bolstered by my having viewed many bright colors, my condition only improves. I hope you are all staying warm, Mercy Mountain. Bring your pets inside with you, and huddle under some blankets if you haven't already, because the biggest snowstorm of the season yet is beginning. As I look out the studio window, I see the snow flying sideways, stoplights swinging in the wind. The snow is falling more and more thickly, starting to obscure my view of anything else outside my window. While the snow buries us in cold, let us take a look around town. Kara Pinkerton, the woman best known for keeping tennis balls as pets, sits stroking one of her green tennis balls, listening only to the sound of her house creaking slightly in the wind. Finna Vanderberg, journalist for the Daily Dispatch, laden with blankets, sips hot cocoa contentedly as she watches horror movies one after another. She likes the warm, safe feeling they give her. Alejandra, my necromancer scientist friend, dons her lab coat, safety goggles, and rubber gloves before she begins preparing some potato soup. Soybean farmer Jordy Norris is in his fields, finishing up wrapping his soybean plants in scarves and mittens so they can weather the storm. Listeners, it has turned into a whiteout. I can see nothing but a flowing sheet of flakes. Wait, I can see something. What is that? Oh, oh dear. Folks, here is a pre-recorded word from our sponsor while I peer closer. New River Hospital is here to tell you to stop sneezing on each other for fun. COVID isn't over yet. Neither is spooky season. Spooky season is never over. Mask up. Wear any old mask you have laying around. That Michael Myers mask, perhaps. Or that clown mask, or a domino mask. Any old mask will help you keep your neighbors healthy, and will be sure to spook them in the process. (laughs) We've said the word mask so many times already, it's beginning to sound strange. What were we saying? 
Oh yeah, wear a mask. The people here at New River Hospital are kind of sick of taking care of COVID patients. As long as you're wearing any kind of mask, that works. Listeners, I have seen something in the snow. Something that will surely haunt me for a long, long time. I saw a long hallway lined with doors. The floor was dirty, with tiles peeling up in places. The lights were all out. The fixtures swamped with dead bugs. Each door was closed. Some of these doors had red catfish painted on their faces. Some did not. The doors with the catfish creaked open and... (sighs) I don't know if I can speak of what I saw next. And it seems I am not the only one to have seen images in the snow. Elderly Juniper Solo witnessed the new river at night. The banks were devoid of the extraordinarily tall people in red robes, who fish for catfish and loose souls there amid the darkness. But their fishing poles were left scattered across the earth. Shadows were roiling beneath the surface of the river. Shadows that were probably not fish. Leanna, a server at the diner on the summit, was staring absently out the window of the empty diner when she gazed upon a vision of a chillingly vacant Mercy Mountain in the snow. Florist Nadine Dixon was woken by the howl of the wind. She pulled aside a curtain to see an army of emaciated people swaying in the street, their faces as hollow as their guts. Each of these witnesses recoiled, only to find the tableaus of horror suddenly gone, replaced by a sheet of flailing snow. Listeners, I can only advise you not to look outside. Close your blinds and curtains and eyes tightly against the dreadful sights the storm will force upon you. As we shield ourselves from the storm, Allow me to tell you a story. There was a child. A girl, possibly. She thought so, at least. She wouldn't think too much about that for several years. Anyway, there was a child. She had a dream. Not one of those that come with sleep, but the kind that comes with passion. She had a dream to make the world happy. Her world was small as she was small. Nonetheless, she had this dream. And it mattered to her. How would she make the world happy? She thought and thought about how to accomplish this. What if she cooked for the world? She could create good food. Food so good that it melted away anger and hate and distrust. But every time she tried cooking, she burned either herself or the food. Perhaps that was not her path. What if she made art for the world? She could create art 
art so beautiful that it brought people happiness and tears and understanding. But every time she tried making art, whether it be through words or paint or sculpture or pencil, she couldn't get the images, feelings in her head to translate onto paper or canvas or clay. Perhaps that was not her path. So what could she do? What was within her abilities? She could see things that others could not. But how would that make people happy? She thought and thought about how to transfer this ability into a source of happiness. One day, she came across the Japanese genre of yashke. She understood it to be a genre that showed and romanticized everyday life. The idea inspired her. What if she made the world better by helping people romanticize the quotidian? to see the joy in the commonplace. What if she could use what she saw that others could not, and showed how lovely it all was? Well, long story short, she got a job in community radio and speaks to you every midnight of the wonderfully mundane. Mercy Mountain. The storm is fading. The snow lightens. The clouds drift apart. The wind settles. The visions dissipate. It is time for me to be home, like all of you, and relish in this earthly life. I hope I have made this world a little happier, and that I continue to do so. Not just with my murmur through your radio, but with my physical presence as well. Stay tuned next for a new month called Christine. Have a wonderful rest of your night, Mercy Mountain. This episode was written and performed by Mallory Spencer. Music was written by Erica Piernis. Music was performed by Moss Grady. The logo was designed by the Podcast Design Company. For more, visit MallorySpencer.com or at MallorySpencerWrites on Instagram.